Welcome to the Fund2000.com Real Estate Podcast. My name is Chuck Ham, and today we're going to talk about navigating a short sale, which means how to sell your real estate for less than what is owed. All right, welcome. So today we're going to talk about what happens when you have to sell real estate for less than what is owed and why it's better than foreclosure. Short sale means that the lender is getting shorted. They're accepting the fact that they're going to receive less money than what they originally lent on the property. It seems like we might be getting into a market where we have more short sales. There's a lot of reasons for that, but the reasons that I see are we have a lot of people who could end up being underwater, meaning no equity in their property pretty soon. Um, people who have been buying property at super high um, real estate values and they've been doing it with higher interest rates which could both of these situations could change fairly quickly and uh, there's this problem that once people feel like they're underwater we saw this in 2008 and 2009 even if they could continue making the payments they just quit because they didn't think it was worth it anymore it was no the real estate was no longer worth the um, the investment that they perceived that they had started and we have other stresses in the markets and financial systems right now. Um, we see banking stress. We see uh, possibility for higher interest rates because of inflation. Inflation is by itself a stress on people. Um, they have to pay more money for things. We don't know how long people are going to continue to be willing to pay more and more for things, including housing. So it seems to me that um, we might be heading into a market where uh, short sales become prevalent and common again. So uh, that's why I wanted to discuss that today. First, let's talk a little bit about what is a short sale and how it works. Uh, so again, you're selling your house or other property for less than what is owed. So um, take our typical scenario, you bought a house for $500,000 and let's say that um, you owe $500,000. That's not normal in this market, but let's just say you owe $500,000 against a property, but it's no longer worth $500,000. So you make your payments and your payments are only bringing down the principal a little bit. Let's say you keep the property for a couple years. You still owe very close to $500,000 after that, um, that period of time. And then um, something happens. It doesn't matter what happens. Something happens. And you decide that, man, this payment is heavy. I don't want to keep making this payment anymore or I can't make this payment anymore. Something happens that's causing you financial distress and it's no longer um, ideal for you to continue. It could be job loss, it could be financial hardship, it could be the economic downturn, it could just be the psychological effect of being underwater with that property and now you're looking at other places to go. And um, you know these are things that people experience. So now you're looking at what now? Um, you have this house, can you sell it? How do you sell it? You owe more than what it's worth. What now? Well, that's what we're going to talk about. That's the short sale process. And surprisingly, maybe not surprisingly, um, for me, I've been in the market as a real estate agent for almost 20 years. Next year is going to be 20 years for me. And that means I worked through the 2008-2009 financial downturn, real estate downturn, and we did a lot of short sales and that was it was super common um, it was almost impossible to find 
a listing that wasn't a short sale at the time just because of what was happening in the uh, real estate market. The short sale process uh, requires you as an owner and a seller to have an understanding of a few things. And it's really first, it's a complicated transaction. Real estate transactions by themselves are complicated, but now with a short sale, you're adding an additional layer of complication and that is the short sale itself. The process where the lender approves the, um, the transaction. And that is a required element for a short sale. You do not get to sell the property for less than what is owed unless the lender approves it. Now, before you do that, let's look at the credit impact and the potential uh, adverse effects on you as a borrower and as a seller of um, a property subject to a short sale. Um, you usually will not have the opportunity to do a short sale if you have not already missed payments on your mortgage. That is the big red flag and the sign to the lending institution that they might need to or should, it might be best for them to approve a short sale, but they won't do it unless you've already taken upon yourself the credit impact. So it's kind of a catch 22. You're looking at your financial situation, you're looking at your options, and you don't want to uh, have any credit hits, you don't want to have any adverse experience, so you want to start planning and you could even try to start talking to your lender at the early stage um, before you start missing payments, but they're gonna say, well, you're, you're making your payments, you have a contract, you're gonna, going to have to keep making your payments, and if you miss your payments, then we're going to foreclose. That's usually just the way it works. If you've already started missing payments, then you might become eligible for some other programs that they offer, and usually this is called forbearance program or some kind of, um, deed in lieu of foreclosure, um, they, where they try to work out the situation with you. But if you know that for sure you're going to be relocating, you're not going to live in the property anymore, and you just want to sell the property, then um, you're going to be looking at their options for a short sale. So you're going to have to talk to the lender. Now your agent can talk to the lender for you in most cases. You're, there's only going to be a few things that you directly with the lender have to do, and one of those things will be to authorize the bank or a lending institution to talk to your agent. Then the agent's going to handle everything. Now you don't want to have just any agent handling the short sale because the agent could really screw it up for you. And I'll, I'll get to that in just a little bit. But let's, let's explore why would a lending institution even want to approve a short sale? I mean, what's, what's the benefit to them? It seems like uh, you know, they, they ought to be able to get all their money, right? And why are they going to just consent to a short sale? Well, the lending institution wants to avoid costs and risks related to foreclosure. One of the, um, th one of the costs is the foreclosure proceedings itself. Uh, you want, they want to avoid the property becoming vacant. Then you risk vandalism, deterioration of the property. There's also market risks uh, if the longer they wait to recover a property uh, through um, foreclosure, then they lose value in the property. So if they were to approve a short sale today or in 30 days, th then the market has less time to decline. The value of the property can drop less than over six months because maybe over six months, they 
complete their foreclosure proceedings and the property is worth less, then they have to then then finally at that point they can put the property back on the market and the property has declined even more. They had to recover the property, get keys and fix up the property uh, to be able to sell it in the market. And by that time, maybe a year has passed. That is a whole lot of time compared to the short sale. If at the time of the short sale, you can get $400,000 and not have to do any of that work versus a year later, only get $350,000 and spend $50,000 in cost to foreclose, repair the property and so on, then it makes a whole lot of sense to short sale. That's why they do it. The other element here is lending institutions or any business, they don't like to have conflict with people. They want to keep people happy and if they can approve a short sale, because it's better for them and better for you then that that was our experience in 2008 and 2009 there were very few instances where a seller made a reasonable effort to hire an agent to get the property sold and um and that they declined to do the short sale they did it um so that's why you want to have a, an experienced agent because they know how it works and they know that it can be done and they know what kind of reasonable efforts need to be made. Now let's, let's talk about the role of an experienced agent. The agent needs to know how to work with the lender and the first steps to get the short sale process started. They need to get the property listed right away on, on the MLS. They can't keep it off the MLS. We have a lot of agents who think there's a lot of benefit to keeping property off the MLS, but the banks don't see it that way. The banks want to see a public effort, um, a, an effort to maximize the marketing and publicity of the property that's going to be sold to as many people as possible so that they know that they're getting the best price and that's not something that agents realize in this in this market the a lot of agents think that oh let's keep this off off the mls well um there's a lot of paperwork that goes into a short sale and the agents usually handle all that for you the agent usually should handle all that for you if uh, not at least assist you substantially um, the agent needs to know how to manage the timelines you have with a short sale, not just the buyer and the seller. And that has important timelines just through the contract between the buyer and the seller. Now you have also the timeline of a lending institution to get the short sale approved and you need to get that done in time. So managing the timelines is something that the agent will help you do. And if they don't know how these transactions work, then that's something that they can screw up quickly. And of course, you want to have an agent who knows the local market and what the property should be selling for because uh, the lending institution um, who is approving the short sale is going to probably order their own appraisal. And if the agent who lists this property that's subject to a short sale for too low a dollar amount or too high um, and they're not getting um, enough exposure, and if it appears to the lending institution that the property did not get marketed sufficiently for whatever reason, then they might not approve. They, they don't have to approve a short sale. So um, getting the agent to do it right, price it right, uh, get the paperwork done properly, um, all that stuff, getting that agent to do that properly is key to your success with a short sale. If you have already experienced some difficulty financially, if you've already missed some payments, you could possibly be expecting to get a notice of default from your lender. 
Um, the notice of default is the notice you receive which commences foreclosure proceedings. If you've already received one of those, then it's time to talk about a short sale. Contact us today. Let us help you with that. We can re help you read those documents. Our sister company, TD Processing Service, does foreclosures. That's the entire business. It's processing trust deeds. It's non-judicial foreclosure. The first step in non-judicial foreclosure is filing with the county a notice of default. You can cure the default. You can pay the money that's stated there and reinstate the loan or in, in a lot of cases. But in most cases, you're probably thinking, if you're listening to this podcast especially, you might be thinking about selling the property. If you're thinking about selling the property, let's talk about that. Or if you want to talk about you know, other questions you have about the notice, about the foreclosure process, I'm happy to talk about that as well. Um, I'm very involved with the non-judicial foreclosure process um, personally, and I'm happy to help you with that. You'll also want to talk to tax consultants, tax professionals, um, maybe an attorney if you have some legal questions. If you Sometimes people will also explore bankruptcy, and bankruptcy is a way to uh, halt the uh, foreclosure proceedings, um, but it might not save your house, so don't file for bankruptcy. Just because you have a notice of default, you'll want to talk to an attorney first. Um, it's not going to always save your house. Uh, there are exceptions to the automatic stay in bankruptcy proceedings, and sometimes those exceptions um, will cause you to believe that the bankruptcy is going to save your situation and the house, and then you'll find out later that it didn't. And um, that means you filed for bankruptcy for no reason, if, if your only reason was to save the house. So the state of the economy and the real estate market it's tense. I think a lot of people think it's tense. Um, we have high interest rates. We have an unaffordability crisis that the legislature, that lenders and real estate professionals and buyers and sellers, we're, we're all a part of right now. And uh, this unaffordability doesn't feel good except for when you cash out. When you're a seller and you can cash out, then you have some money in your pocket. But then where do you go? So it's it's a problem. So. It's something to think about. Um, it's possible that we're heading into a market downturn and there's going to be some short sales you know, coming up. We don't know. It could help. It could help if um, we have some pressure to bring prices down a little bit for a lo the, the many, many buyers that are just waiting to be able to buy a home at an affordable price in a place where they want to live. But... Um, it's all speculation. Foreclosure, though, once it starts, it starts with a notice of default, and that's not speculative. You can lose your house in 90 days, 120 days, so a short sale might be a good option for you. If you want to talk, you can email me at chuck at fund2000.com. Thanks for listening.